Welcome back to another audio podcast from the Line Movers Network. As always, thank you for joining us today. You can check out all of our content on thelinemovers.net. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at the underscore LM Network for all your up-to-the-minute gambling needs. We appreciate your continued Back support. with more NASCAR from Line Movers. Look, we're still nine days away from uh, the LA Coliseum uh, Bush Clash, the exhibition race leading up to Daytona. And honestly, over three weeks away from actual Daytona on Sunday, February 19th. So a lot, lot going on, a lot to learn, a lot of, a lot of lines to spool up. Right now at all the major books nationally, you are just seeing a few things sprinkle out on Cup. Really nothing yet on Trucks or Xfinity. Uh, Caesars via William Hill, depending on your state, has a few of those things up. We may cover those soon. But none of those lines really jump out as anything has to be played um, immediately. Uh, some championship numbers out for Truck and Bush and season win uh, props up there as well. Um, look at the uh, the clash in L.A. Um, there's going to be heat races, qualifying, the like. Obviously, not everyone makes the final because that track is so small. It's basically a quarter mile. It's a football field that has uh, a little track around it. Um, low banking. What we learned about last year, um, what Joey Logano won. It was kind of a preview to Joey Logano going on to win the whole season title. Now, I wasn't sure what everyone was supposed to learn from that race, and again, it's a track that's tiny. It really doesn't have a lot of relevance to other things, uh, but if you want to pair it to anything, you pair it to the other um, flat paved tracks, the Martinsvilles of the world, um, you know, stuff like that. Obviously, New Hampshire's a little longer, but the guys who are good at short flats uh, and flat paved stuff, um, which kind of fades to the Midwestern guys, were the ones who were pretty good <clears throat> last year. Uh, we didn't really play any bets on that race. Played a little bit of in-race on things, but I'm not sure we actually sent out anything hardcore for the Clash. We just wanted to learn from Remember, it was race one with the new car. Now, starting year two of this of this new car type, they're still figuring some things out. Uh, they were out at Phoenix a couple days ago. Uh, five or six of the Cup cars doing some testing, working on mufflers, working on spoiler height, working on trying not to gum up the motors with rubber. Um, so trying to figure out some things that occasionally broke cars last year and led to odd finishes that didn't match. Now, at the Clash last year, there were a couple guys who were really, really fast, who I liked all last season and won us a lot of money, and frankly, I'm going to like this year. You already are in on the Discord. You know what how we feel about Chase Briscoe and about Tyler Reddick. We're already in on them for some season money. I think you know that. Um, the number you get it at is what's important. That's a whole other discussion type for subscribers. But Briscoe and Reddick last year were fantastic in the Coliseum, fantastic in the Clash, but both had problems. Uh, Briscoe had a mechanical, was out about a quarter of the way through, and he was on the track. He was top four on speed, um, and, and in there the whole way would have been a fact at the end. Reddick led 51 of 54 laps before he broke his transmission, or broke his transaxle, rather. And that, they believe at the time, was a shifting error, a mechanical issue. And he had a few other guys in the early part of the season last year had trouble with this new transmission. The new transmission on these cars is not gated in the way a normal, normal passenger car manual transmission is, is gated, with, you know, one up and to the left, two down to the left, etc. Like that. Instead, all the gears are in a straight line, like in an automatic. And Reddick tipped his the wrong way or whatever, missed a shift, so to speak, and that's when his broke. Um, up to that point, Reddick, if he had led 51 or 54 laps, clearly the fastest guy in the track. And not a guy you think of in terms of short flats, but he was great all day. Uh, obviously, this year he's in a new car, so is Kyle Busch. Frankly, I like them both if you can find them cheap. Um, 
for the season. Obviously not for this race, but Reddick's a guy who the finish says he was terrible. He was 21st, 22nd. The reality is he was very good last year. Um, so was Kyle Busch at this track. Uh, Kyle Busch was a top five fastest. This was a track where, despite it being a low-speed track, a technique track, Eric Jones showed up again as a guy who can be fast and honestly be fast anywhere. And I expect that Petty legacy group to be good this year, if not better. Gregson to be exciting and crashy, and Jones to be in the mix for uh, for wins and to be in the playoffs um, after just being sort of a near miss, a very, very close last year, and winning a race. Um, Eric Jones is really, really good. And if that equipment starts to match up to that, then he's the driver everyone thinks he was five years ago. So Jones, another guy who's good here. Um, Will Byron was really good here. He was sitting top five pretty much all day. Went on to win the next analog track, Martinsville, uh, later in the spring, pretty early in the season, and then pretty much was never heard from again. Um, it's like William Byron just turned the season off at some point at the end of April, and I don't know what that's about, but obviously he's going to be good, you think, again uh, from Hendricks. So those are kind of the guys. Again, the guys in the upswing, um, Logano, Jones, Byron, Kyle Busch, Briscoe, Reddick. The only other guy who was good early on in that race and got taken out by a crash, got in an early disagreement, I think, with Kyle Larson, was Justin Haley. And Haley's another guy, like Eric Jones, you think of him, oh, he's a super speedway guy. He's a fluky win guy. Um, Haley was really good. <clears throat> he's been a really good technique driver, surprisingly or unexpectedly, on some of these short ovals and dirts and whatnot. And we'll see how much progress they're making with the car quality, that team quality at Colleg. Um, Haley's really, really good. And he's going to do like he did in the Xfinity Series a couple years ago and learn a lot from having Almondinger now up in the cup with him. He's going to be better on road courses. I really think Haley is a guy who could sneak up on you. You don't think he's any good now and you put him in the right equipment like what happened to Ross Chastain after working his balls off in terrible equipment. And I think he can be really, really good. So Haley's a guy we're, we're high on for, for the season as well. Um, and we'll figure that out. We've talked about season bets and things that are already out there. Uh, short-term calendar, Coliseum and the Bush Clash on 2-5, February 5. Uh, Daytona, Sunday, 2-19. But the big stuff before that qualifying and the heat races and whatnot, um, early in the week starting Daytona. You'll get several looks at the cars. Uh, the 19th is, is Sunday. I believe it's Thursday night that week prior. Uh, you'll see the duels or whatever, so you'll get an idea of who's actually there on speed. Uh, and then beyond that, just with a couple biggies, uh, California after that, and then to Vegas. So it's going to be teams with engine programs and aero over the first three real weeks of uh, of this season. Um, we talked about, haven't gotten any down, I think we'll get them to the Discord this weekend, if not sooner. Uh, you're seeing odds sort of kind of uh, solidify around the Daytona race for Cup. Again, I hate the start the Daytona race, start the season with them, because you don't learn much from it. It's about 50% of the field being um, you know, taken out or having the big wreck or whatever. You really, It's hard to be predictive in a race where you predict 40 to 60% of the cars are essentially dead end. They're not going to finish running or not going to finish on damage. So the randomizer really, really kills you. What I do like is guys who are fast on super speedways, have proven they can stick there, and have really, really long odds who at the end very easily can be in the top 10. So you're going to see from us on, on the real card once it finally rolls out, and that's not going to be till probably around the 13th of February, 
Um, we're going to like some cheap guys for top tens. We're going to like some inexpensive guys to win the race who are long shots. And we probably won't touch anybody that's any more expensive than 30 to 1. All the value is outside 30 to 1. Some of the guys you know in your head just get the best price in Austin Dillon. I don't have to tell you that. But some guys out there who are cheap, um, Eric Jones, if you can find him at 40, that's a buy. I've already bought a bunch of that at 40 to 1. And then guys from the back of the field I like. Um, you may have a situation where everybody makes the race. You may not. You may have a couple guys getting knocked out. The uh, Helo Castro Nevison entry that have been coming, that's probably been canceled. That's out. We will see if one or both of Chandler Smith and Zane Smith can make the race. Obviously, we love them from trucks. Um, if you see either of them sitting cheaper than 150 to 1, you put tiny peanuts on that. Put, you know, a, a 120th of a unit, 140th, just to have a little exposure to it. Um, but the three guys who are cheap and we like having exposure to for real, Ty Dillon now in one of the Spire cars, uh, along with uh, Corey LaJoy. If they're priced anywhere at 100 or cheaper, a little nibble on them. Same thing with Todd Gilland, um, the youngster who was rookie last year out of the truck series. Really good. He's been good on the plate track, stays out of trouble, and has been fast. Um, if nothing else, front row and those guys build a fast super speedway car. I asked Michael McDowell, who's on new crew chief. I don't trust that this year. I think he's too expensive. But um, Baby Peanuts, as the man would say, on Gilland, Ty Dillon, both Smiths, and put real money, I don't know, maybe a quarter unit or something, uh, we'll get to it officially. Put at least a quarter unit onto Eric Jones if you can get him at 40 to 1. He's 40 at a couple stops on the tour. We'll start revisiting things. Look at the uh, the races. Look at our performance on win bets last year. And look at the makes. Look at how the Toyotas, the Chevys, and the Fords all set up. Because a lot, a lot of our best bets last year were actually bets on a make at a track. Our Daytona bet to so open the season on, on Ford to win um, was one of the best prices of the year. And we had a couple of those over the course of the year where somebody's got underpriced on Monday, and you took him, and he did really well at 350 or 400 on, say, Ford or the rest. So anyway, we'll be back with more from Line Movers. Have a great last weekend of January. Get figuring out these races. Get your That's all for now. Until line. next time, be sure to check out our video podcast as well on our website. If you have any questions or requests, send them our way at the underscore LM Network Twitter page or visit the contact page at thelinemovers.net. Thanks for listening and all your support.